You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's show is brought to you by the live NBA draft show, Locked On NBA Draft 2021. Brought to you by Built Bar that's coming up this Thursday night. On today's show, more on the latest with reports of Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC. What a Texas A&M meeting later today could reveal. Also, we're going to talk more on the Longhorns and the Sooners coming to the Southeastern Conference with our buddy Chris Marler of the College Football Uncensored podcast. And we'll go around the conference as Ole Miss loses a starting defender for the upcoming year. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. You get the latest episode of the show as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. All right, we start the potential move of Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, causing some lawmakers in Texas to file legislation to block the move. On Friday, more than 30 Texas lawmakers, some of who represent areas with Big 12 schools, they filed a bill to require legislative approval of the conference realignment. It was spearheaded by Representative Dustin Burroughs of Lubbock, Texas. There's another bill filed by Senator Brian Birdwell, who wrote in part, such a move would negatively impact other Big 12 schools in our state, like Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech. These schools and their surrounding communities heavily depend on the financial income the Big 12 provides. And without significant players like Texas and Oklahoma, the Big 12 becomes a less favorable conference. Makes sense. Problem is, you don't get to call that shot. The Big 12, though, they are not giving up just yet. Big 12 officials have discussed a structure in which Texas and Oklahoma would receive additional revenue as a way of enticing the two schools to remain in the conference rather than pursue a future in the SEC. That's coming from CBS Sports. So Big 12, they see the writing on the wall. They're going, hey, look, let's do whatever we can to keep these guys. Yeah, we'll give you more revenue share. Please stay. Don't leave the Big 12. After news emerged of Texas and Oklahoma being interested in the SEC last week, it appeared A&M would do anything necessary to keep that from happening. There were reports that the Aggies had called a meeting later today to discuss the issue. Well, now President Kathy Banks and Athletic Director Ross Bjork of Texas A&M have issued statements showing a little bit of a change of heart. Kathy Banks wrote, since 2011, we have been a proud member of the best athletic conference in history. We look forward to continued success in our SEC partnership for many years to come. Meanwhile, Ross Bjork said the SEC is in position to lead college athletics landscape is changing and evolving we know other people are interested in joining that's not that's not surprising we feel in the state of texas we paved the way for that we at a&m are stronger than we've ever been we have over 550,000 former students we're on the cusp of the college football playoff we have olympians we knew this day could happen and probably would happen we're surprised at the speed of it so you hear there texas a&m folks kind of seeming a little bit more accepting of the Texas Longhorns joining the SEC, whereas last week they did not sound that way. Some actual football news. Ole Miss's defense, they received a blow this week with news that Brandon Mack, a linebacker who started a game last year, will miss the 2021 season because of a recent foot surgery. He's six foot four, 235 pounds. He's a sophomore from the state of Alabama, was expected to play a key role on the Ole Miss defense this year, but he will be in a walking boot for a while after tearing his Lisfranc 
in his foot while doing some off-season drills. Mack appeared in five games last year, made six tackles for the Rebels. In recruiting news, Alabama, they just picked up another huge commitment for their 2022 class. A linebacker from the state of Virginia named Sean Murphy. He announced his pledge on Instagram yesterday. Committed to Alabama over the likes of Florida, LSU, Ohio State. He's six foot two, 225 pounds, rated a four-star linebacker, the number eight linebacker in the country, and the number 66 prospect overall for the class of 2022. He had picked up 45 scholarship offers during his recruitment. He has committed number 12 for Alabama in 2022. Meanwhile, a notable running back out of the Atlanta area announced his commitment to Auburn yesterday, Damari Alston of Woodward Academy made his announcement with a video on social media. He's the number 28 running back in the country in the class of 2022, the number 27 player from the state of Georgia. He had a ton of offers as well. 5'10", 205 pounds, latest recruit pickup uh, for Brian Harson and his staff. But the first running back, Zach Etheridge and Cadillac Williams were recruiting him. He's the second highest ranked player in Auburn's 2022 class so far behind four-star quarterback, Holden Jariner. In the space of a few hours, a banner hanging outside williams Bryce Stadium has been flagged as having the wrong shade of garnet. Now a prominent welcome home banner on the west side of the stadium is going to be replaced, the athletic department announced on Saturday. Some social media criticism about the banner said it was the wrong shade of garnet, which was seen by many as too red in color. It didn't match the more garnet shade of the Gamecocks jerseys. So, the athletic department jumping right on it. That's not the right shade of garnet. So, they will get that fixed over at South Carolina. And there you have it. That is around the conference. When we return, we're going to talk all things Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC with our buddy Chris Marler of the College Football Uncensored podcast and Saturday Down South. You don't want to miss that. That's next. Reminder about our friends over at Built Bar. Did you know that the Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're passionate about what their favorites are. If you don't know the flavors, you're definitely missing out. From coconut to cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, tons of different flavors. Of course, the mint brownie is my favorite. If you haven't tried them all yet, get a mixed box. It's the easiest way to go. You'll get two of each of their nine flavors. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, you know they are healthy as well. 17 to 18 grams of protein packed into each one. Calories ranging anywhere from just 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar in there and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. And quick reminder, Bilt Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Bilt.com right now. Use our promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order at Bilt.com. Check them out today. Brought along here, Chris Gordy here with you as we continue discussing Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. Just uh, an, an unbelievable, unbelievable bombshell story that has taken the sports world by a, by a hold. I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm, I'm reading uh, Brian Davis of the Austin American Statesman. He he put out uh, some details last night and this morning. He said people keep asking me. 
what happens to the Longhorn Network. It is my understanding if Texas goes to the SEC, the Longhorn Network would be wound down and go away. Texas's annual $15 million would come in the form of a new blowout SEC TV deal. So uh, Kirk Bowles says, asked about A&M being kept in the dark. One connected SEC source tells me I wouldn't dispute that. Of course. You're not going to say, hey, Aggies, what do you think? We heard the other day, their, their AD, Ross Bjork, said we enjoy being the only school in the state of Texas in the SEC. Joining us now to discuss all this and more is our buddy Chris Marler from Saturday Down South. Jump it in with us. Marler, what's going on, man? I, I didn't know we were going to talk about the Texas stuff. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have joined. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about your karaoke prowess at uh, Media Day. No, no. We are here to talk about the Longhorns and then bowing down with hat in hand saying, please, sir, please, SEC, let us in. <laughs> it reminds me of the, the scene in Bridesmaids. Uh, where she got drunk on the plane and was like, help me, I'm poor. Right. Um, clearly, Texas is not poor, but what? what I mean, like, wh- my help the turntables. That, that's what, all I'll say. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Like, when you first heard it, like, my, my first thing is, why? why? Why would you? And I get it, it's money. I, I asked Paul Feinbaum that yesterday. He said, yeah, it's money. I said, no, I get that, but, like, don't you want to try to win championships? This does not right. make this does not make things easier on winning a championship. So, like, I'll just I'll shoot like straight from the hip here, and, and instead of being like even remotely close to being a journalist, I'll give you like the, my fan perspective on this because, like, sorry to any listeners that are Texas fans or whatever. I, like, I grew up an Alabama fan. I didn't like. I hated it for Colt McCoy when he went out. Of that game, right? I hope he got. I hope he got a hundred percent recovered and, and fine and healthy the following week. But I like winning, right? Like, I, like I, I don't <laughs> mind playing Louisiana Monroe. I don't mind playing like these other crappy teams because I like winning championships. And you still, you're still gonna play some hard teams along the way. Um, they just keep making this gauntlet uh, of a schedule for the SEC. And 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 I'm not saying this in a you know, I'm trying to say this like in a demeaning way to Texas or Oklahoma that they're two fantastic programs with a lot of tradition. Um, like, if you are going seven and three now in the Big Twelve, or if you're Oklahoma and you're getting skull dragged in the first round of the playoffs every single time you're there, are you just trying to get the beating out of the way early? Like, what, what is the what is the mindset behind this? Because like, <laughs> I don't. I just you're right. It's money, but like. You know, you'd still make money if you're not going eight and four. Well, like, let's, I mean, A&M, let's be honest, real talk about the Aggies. They came to the SEC. They were excited to get away from the the Big 12 and all this. But what have they really done since they've joined the SEC? They have not won the West. They have, you know, last year was their best year since they joined. They went nine and one and, and finished second behind Bama. Still didn't go to Atlanta. Still didn't play for a championship. So it's like, you know, at the end of the day, like OU and Texas, them staying in the Big Twelve, it's a two horse race. Uh, Iowa State's gotten better, but like, it's basically whoever wins that game is winning the Big Twelve and getting to the playoff. You come join the SEC, you're joining A and M as finishing any, anywhere from second to third to fourth to fifth to sixth. It's like, it just in my mind, I get the money, I get all that, but at the end of the day, if it's just about money and not winning championships, then okay, then the, then the move makes sense. Well, and you know, like I, I think that those two fan base of those two teams and programs like that. Like, I, I think that they are, and I'm going to say arrogant, 
and and I know that like fans or people around the program probably say confident, and, and I I love Steve Sarkeesian. Like I, I am, I I want no part in having to watch my favorite team defend anything close to his offense. He, he's an incredible coach. I think he's going to do great great things in Texas. Lincoln Riley's obviously a fantastic coach as well. Um, I, what I don't like like the SEC outside of Bama is already like it, like you just said. Rarely is anyone else winning. LSU had a storybook here that's like like a, literally a season we might not ever see again. Right. And that's what like broke up the monotony. And, I, and I'm not saying that to be, you know, like, you know, to pat Bam on the back or anything like that. But, like, I've never understood people flocking to the SEC, even coaches. Like, you think about, like, Brett Bielema leaving a, a job at Wisconsin where you're in the Big Ten West and then you want to come to Arkansas. I just <laughs> I, I don't really get it. And I, and I, I do understand the – the standpoint of, of, of money and, and like aligning yourself with similar brands and, and um, what do you call it, blue bloods. But if, if I'm Texas, the part I don't understand about this the most is you, you basically strong-armed Mizzou and A&M into like forcing them to leave. Like they, they just wanted no part of dealing with your like BS anymore, right? Like Texas has always gotten all, all of the like, you know, people say Bama gets all the calls. Texas gets all the calls. They literally have a horse down sign. Let's talk about it media day. <laughs> like they, they had their own long horn network. They get everything. They get the benefit of the doubt on everything. And so for there to be this weird attitude of we just can't take it anymore. We want to leave. That is like the most eight-year-old. I'm going to pack a, a dinosaur in my backpack and go sit next to the electrical box in the, in the yard so like the, the light comes on, the street light comes on. Well, that's- like, I mean, I just. I don't get it. That's the point I was trying to make earlier was that, you know, it's like you, you do almost have to come hat in hand and say, like, if you're coming to the SEC, you're playing by our rules now. It's not it's not by Texas's rules because for the longest, like with the Longhorn Network, hey, you guys want to give that up and start a Big 12 network? No, nah, we're good. Okay, okay, we're just asking. We're just asking Texas. Like, that they they were looking out for themselves for the longest, and so if you're coming yeah. to, if you're coming to the SEC, you have to be a team player. You have to go along with the rules of what everybody says. Real quick on the vote, because they they say you, they're going to need seventy five percent of the teams to vote on this. There ain't no way in hell A and M is getting on board with this and voting yes. So we know that's so, we know that's one right. no. Missouri and Arkansas, I got to feel like they're not going to be happy about this. How does the vote go down? I mean, I, I'm, I have several close friends that are, are from Mizzou and, and went to Mizzou, and they, they hate Texas. And, and a lot of the reasons they came to the SEC and then, like, blamed their first season in the SEC, which was so miserable, on Texas still a year after they left. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, listen, like, it's fun to be, it's fun to be like, the, the beneficiary of, of getting those benefits and luxuries and stuff like that. And, and I'm not saying that Texas won't get those, you know, at all in the SEC because they're a blue blood and, and they look like I feel like the SEC against somebody looks out for people like that. Um, that being said, you talk about A and M is going to vote no. Like they've been vocal about voting no, but from one thing that I've seen, like a like a, a couple people make mention of, don't be surprised if the vote comes out fourteen zero, like unanimous decision that, that they're all on board, despite what coaches, you know, athletic directors, and, and, and anyone close to the situation has already said out loud. Don't be surprised if it's like still a unanimous decision to bring them in, because they're going to want the optics of it to look like that nobody was, you know, didn't want Texas in. But like, I, I also don't understand that because the optics don't mean blank when everyone's voicing the opinion they don't want them around. Right. More with Chris Marler right after this. 
Bet online, the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your sports action. We know that baseball season just hit the 100-game mark for a lot of teams. So winding down the stretch, 62 games to go, that is a lot of action that you can get in on at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including NFL and college football are right around the corner. They've got your future win totals up there right now. You can get in on the action. Head over to BetOnline. And do so on your mobile device. When you sign up today, you will get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 50% when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Use that. Get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. It's your chance to get into the game. Tons of action to get into, and you will definitely want to be in before football season gets started. That's Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Well, that's the thing. Like, this is new to all of us. Like, we're just hearing about this the last couple of days. There was a, one report that this has been talked about for a year behind closed doors. You know, uh, I was just reading the Austin American Statesman said, you know, that that the only person that could stop that at this point, you know, the move for Texas at this point is Governor Greg Abbott. But they said right. even he's probably been in on these discussions for months. So it's like, like I'm with you. Like we're we're thinking of it. We're we're behind on this. We're thinking of it as oh, there's a way they're going to get on board with this. Those discussions have all already been had. That this very right. well may come out where yeah, it's all approved and done. Like this thing's a done deal, and everybody's already well, voted yes on it. And the, and the guy who broke the the, the uh, news in the first place, uh, I tried to say his name like three times just to say it sounded like a doorstopper. It's just Werneman. <laughs> so I, I like, but he brought up on Feinbaum because Feinbaum was even kind of. Kind of being a dick to him, it was like, okay, yeah, so like, when's this going to happen? Because I think, like most of us, we didn't expect, on top of NIL stuff, on top of playoff expansion, oh, yeah, we're just going to, like, sprinkle in, a, like, a, a conference expansion and have two of the, the most winningest programs in, in cultural history join the SEC. Um, and he brought up the fact that he said it's a high-ranking NCAA official. That's his source. It's been, it's been an impeccable source for over a, a decade. And I... Whenever the stuff like this usually happens, you're right. Like it's they've already been discussing it for quite some time, and once it goes public, it it moves like very very rapidly. So what what he even said on Feinbaum um, was from the same source that reported this before you know it blew up. They could potentially see them signing uh, a, a new deal with the SEC or agreeing to a deal at least um, in the next two weeks. Yeah, I mean that—that's—that's that's what's the the craziest part about this is when it, when you see that and it's like, well, good lord, like this is this has been happening for a while, and it, an announcement's going to come that that quick. Like, um, let's talk alignment. I mean, how does this work with the SEC West, the SEC East? I mean, you would assume Oklahoma and Texas both go in the West because they're geographically far in the West, but then again, Columbia, Missouri is basically not very far. Like. <laughs> You know yeah. they're they're right above Arkansas, yet Arkansas is in the west and Missouri's in the east. So I don't know if posi- geographic positioning even matters in this thing, but how would you divvy it up? I mean, Chris, we've been friends for a pretty long time, and and you at any point when you were trying to explain and not like confuse yourself, you should have known that I was going to be way more confused than you were. <laughs> so, like, like I, honestly, like, they brought up the division thing. And the the arguments of the divisions in in the SEC are so stupid and antiquated. It's like we don't want to get rid of Bama, Tennessee. Like, okay, who doesn't want to get rid of Bama, Tennessee? Like, you know, so they, they put Mizzou in the West, and it's this whole thing. And so, so now when you're talking about having 
16 teams. Um, the logical thing I think everyone, if you're doing it geographically, is move Bama to the east, right? Well, like LSU fans have brought up the fact you don't want to lose that crossover, which I don't think that is that big of a deal. I think that the no, no, no. we'll take we'll, get from that. We'll get rid of we, if we don't have to play Bama every year, we'll absolutely take <laughs> that, okay? But I, and you guys will a thousand percent pretend to be upset about it after it happens too. <laughs> um, no, so like, no, please don't like, go. You know, moving Bama, Move Bama to the uh, to the east because it makes sense geographically, but you're going to get a massive amount of pushback like if that if you make that decision because you're talking about your two best programs right now, and and one is at the peak of dominance that's ever been in, and the other again seems like it's on the cusp of getting there with Georgia. You're not going to pit them against each other every single year, and so again, it's like this whole you know I think the lesson learned from this is whenever there's smoke. There's apparently fire, and, and whenever there's apparently been smoke that we didn't know about for, like, months at a time, there's definitely been fire. And I would just say I think there's a reason why the SEC network just casually happened to have in their back pocket a, a pod system, a whole format where they could already divvy it up, that they broke down the teams that, like into four separate pods and had the whole schedule already worked out. Call me crazy, but, you know, uh, the the league owns that, that – that TV network, I, I feel like I feel like this thing is moving like forward and like whether you know, no matter how ridiculous and how caught off guard we were by it. Yeah, it, it, this is just a, last thing for you. And talking with Chris Marler Saturday down south is: do we see? I mean, we're all talking again. We we were kept in the dark in a lot of this, and seems like all these discussions are have been very have been very far ahead and all this. We're talking about additions and and being sixteen teams in the SEC, do we see subtractions? I mean, is there any talk of maybe, okay, well, I had Texas and OU and dump Vanderbilt and South Carolina or something like that. Do, does the SEC explore dumping any teams? See, and, and like, I know fans, like, always want to go to that, like, immediately because, like, you know, whether it's because they like Ted Lasso and they want a relegation league or because they, <laughs> they hate Vanderbilt because, you know, like, the stadium sucks and it's just, you know, they really, they've been the same for 30 or 40 years, whatever. I don't think you're ever going to see the SEC be like, hey, listen, guys, we got to talk. It's, it's time for you to go um, at, at all. And, I, I, you know, when they when they brought up the extension thing, one of the things that um, was mentioned about about uh, Sankey, and Sankey's been out ahead of everything, right? Like, he, he has done an incredible job as a, as a you know commissioner of this league, and, and he's done a really, really good job at managing situations that, you know, we watched Kevin Warren just absolutely fumble last year. So, like, if he wanted to get out ahead of conference expansion, I believe what's going to happen is, like, that's the first domino to fall, and the SEC will be the first 16-team power conference. And then you'll see the other, uh, you know, power five probably dissolve into, like, basically power four. Um, but I don't think you're going to see anybody get kicked out of the league. Because, one, at some point, you have to give everyone a break. Like, we still need Vandy, okay, like, for football. We, we, teams still need to play Vanderbilt for their own sanity because we're, we're going to have one less non-conference game. But also, people always forget about the fact that Vanderbilt has been to, like, the last two College World Series. They, they've won two, I think they've won two titles in the past, like, five, ten years. Um, they've been to more Sweet 16 since the year of since 2000 than the University of Michigan. Like, they, they have a lot more going on for them than just being, like, you know, the nerds. 
<laughs> Chris Marler from, uh, well, actually, the, the podcast is College Football Uncensored. I should say that. The uh, host of that podcast, I saw you dropped a new episode this morning, and I saw the title just said Olympic Sex. So can't imagine the things, <laughs> can't imagine yeah, the things the you're – Yeah, the Olympics start today. Y'all, y'all give it a listen. It's the, the bed, man. Yeah. I just, real quick, i I, I got to get this off my chest because it's an absolute disservice, and we're not, we're not saying anything and standing up for these athletes, but they're going – they've trained four years of their life, Chris, to go – try to win a gold medal and they're being forced to sleep in these cardboard box beds because they don't want people having sex over there because of COVID. It's just uh, unbelievable. What a, what a way. Hey brother, apparently they haven't been to Fayetteville, Arkansas, cause we'll use the floor. All right. We don't need the bed. These <laughs> so. world-class athletes from all over the world. And they think that like putting a makeshift like fort bed made out of like U-Haul boxes from an eight year old is going to somehow stop them. Good luck. <laughs> Chris Marler from the College Football Uncensored Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Vern Funquist. Marler, always good to catch up with you, man. Yeah, man. We'll talk soon. All right. That is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. My thanks to Chris Marler for joining us, chiming in on Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. Rest of the week, we've got some great interviews for you, some interviews we didn't even get to from last week at SEC Media Days, including a great sit-down two-part interview with Commissioner Greg Sankey. No, he didn't talk about the OU Texas expansion, but we did talk about a ton of other great stuff. We'll have that for you on tomorrow's podcast right here on Locked on SEC. Remember to subscribe and catch us wherever you get your podcast. Never miss an episode five days a week talking all things SEC football. This is Locked on SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. And a quick reminder, catch the ultimate mock draft. It is coming. The NBA draft just days away. Listen to the ultimate mock draft presented by Locked On and Odyssey featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA mock drafts, Chad Ford and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former GM Brian McDonough. It's the perfect way for you to get ready for the NBA draft. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make picks for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the ultimate mock draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home For all the sports podcast music and news that matter to you, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Tons of SEC players expected to go in the first round of this year's NBA draft, so we'll keep you updated on that throughout the week. Talk to you guys tomorrow.